So as a church, we spent the whole of 2023 reading John's Gospel. We had 40 sermons on just 17 chapters. And I've heard John's Gospel described like a pool of water. It's safe enough for a child to paddle in, yet deep enough for an elephant to swim in. John's Gospel contains many of our favourite stories of Jesus simply told yet with great depth of meaning. But that said, John's Gospel has one very clear message that he wants to get over, and that is that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, the man who walked on our earth 2,000 years ago, was and still is God. He is God. He is the Word made flesh, the one who created all things and stepped into the world he has made. He is the mighty, holy King who has stepped down from glory and taken up residence among us. Why? Well, John says it was so he could bring light to our darkness. It was so he could rescue us from evil and sin, suffering and death. He came because... He loved us. So this is the message. Jesus is God. And he really needed to be if he was going to achieve what he set out to. Seven times in John's Gospel, Jesus describes himself as God. And he does this using the name I Am. The name that God gave to Moses in the wilderness of the Old Testament to reassure Moses that despite all the difficulty that lay ahead of him, God was with him and would achieve his plans and rescue his people. I am who I am, God said to Moses that day. I am everything you need me to be and more. I will never change or let you down. And seven times in John's Gospel, Jesus uses that name, I am, to directly claim that he is God. The same God that met with Moses. I am the bread of life, he said, the one who will satisfy your deepest needs. I am the light of the world, the one who will sharp your sin for what it is and then lead you from it to the glory of God. I am the gate for the sheep, the entranceway to salvation, safety and fullness of life. I am the good shepherd, the one who will defend you from the wolves of evil by laying down my life. I am the resurrection and the life, the only one who can defeat death. I am the way, the truth and the life. The only one to hold on to in the turmoil and confusion of the world. The only one who will lead you to the Father. I am the true vine. The one who finally fulfills the calling of Israel and brings the fruit of God's blessing to earth. These are seven utterly exclusive, utterly extraordinary claims Seven claims that are always going to divide opinion and polarise response. There's no halfway house on any of these. Either they are true and Jesus is God as he said he was, or they are false and he was a raving lunatic worth no more of our time. One thing is for certain, as soon as we've heard these claims, which we now have, we must make up 
our minds. Now, John knew the importance of the claim he was making about Jesus. He knew well the implications of stating that Jesus was God. So in order to convince us, his readers, alongside these titles, he lays out the evidence. Entwined with the seven names come seven signs. And these seven signs are seven dramatic events that prove the truth of Jesus' claims. And they also point us forward and illustrate for us all that he came to earth to achieve. The seven signs John records are as follows. Jesus turned the water reserved for Jewish purification rituals into wine at a wedding feast, showing that it would be through his blood that true cleansing would come. The cleansing that would pave the way for the wedding banquet of heaven. Jesus healed the official son from a great distance, showing that he'd come to bring healing to all of the world's pain. Jesus healed the paralyzed man at the pool. The exact word he said was, get up, rise. Jesus has the power to bring life to dead human limbs. Jesus fed 5,000 people with just a few loaves and fish, a sign that he'll provide for all of our needs through the breaking of his own body. Jesus walked on water during the storm and calmed it. This shows us that Jesus has the power over all the chaotic forces of this world and will overcome them. And one day he will bring peace to all creation. Jesus healed a man born blind, a sign that he'd come to earth to enable us to see God face to face. And finally, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. This is the greatest sign that forms the promise that he will raise all those who put their trust in him. Jesus has the power to defeat death, the grave and all the greatest fears of humanity that go with it. These then were the seven signs, seven miraculous signs, seven undeniable proofs that he was no mere man, but God himself. They are also seven windows that catch us a glimpse of all that Jesus came to achieve and all that will be when he returns to bring his kingdom in full. Jesus is God, John says. Fully and truly God. And here is the evidence to prove it. Our reading of John's gospel so far then has left us with one unavoidable question. How are we going to respond? How are we going to respond to this news that Jesus is God and the historic eyewitness evidence that backs it up? Well, right throughout the gospel, there is one response that is urged upon us all. We are to believe. After every act, every sign, every divine pronouncement, Jesus urged his witnesses to believe in him. Be they humble fishermen or religious experts or despised outsiders or heinous sinners. They were all to put their trust in him. They were to stop looking in other directions, stop their sin and set out to follow him with everything they'd got. 
Now, of course, a big claim like that of being God, followed by a big call to give up your life, was always going to be met with division. Throughout the gospel, some fall on their knees and believe. Others pick up rocks and take aim. One thing was for certain, when Jesus was about, no one was left feeling apathetic. Yet throughout the gospel, a great promise has been made to those who do have that courage to make that step of faith. John's gospel contains our favourite stories of Jesus, but it also contains our favourite verse as well. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So Jesus is God. Here is the evidence. Believe in it. This is the message of the gospel so far. There is, however, a little more to it than that. For in Jesus' eyes, belief is only the start. Once we have believed in Jesus, John's gospel declares that we have become children of God. And as part of his family, we now have a new role to play. In John's gospel, true belief always results in action. It results in us trying to live like Jesus and doing the things that he did. And this response is what Jesus focused on in the last few chapters before his arrest. His final wishes, if you like. On the night of his arrest, Jesus famously washed his disciples' feet. The task of a menial servant And then he said, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. And a little later that night, he followed that teaching up with a new commandment. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And then a little later still, as his arrest was almost nigh, he pleaded with his hearers to remain in him even when he was gone because it was through us that he would go on to bring fruit to bear in the world. We are then to believe in Jesus, but it must be a belief that shows itself in action. A belief that is practical and relevant to every moment of every day. A belief that goes on announcing that Jesus is God to every person we meet and every circumstance we find ourselves in. A belief that is to be lived out by all of God's people until the day he returns. Now, all of that might sound a little daunting, but the final words that we read together before we stopped for Christmas were words full of promise and help. Jesus promised to give us the resources we need to go on serving and loving and declaring him to the world. First of all, he said we could pray. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, 
so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. What an incredible gift prayer is. It gives us access to that same divine power that Jesus displayed in his signs. Second, Jesus said that he would fill us with the Holy Spirit. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Yes, Jesus was going away for a time, but he would not leave us alone. He would pour out his spirit to guide us and empower us to bring us peace when the world is raging around us. And finally, Jesus gave us the church. He gave us our new family, our brothers and sisters, all those people locally and further afield who have also believed in him as God. And Jesus knew that the church would be such an important asset to his work that his very final prayer before his arrest was for the unity of the church. He said to his father, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. It is then in the church together where brothers and sisters pray together and are filled by the Spirit together that God's work goes on. Our belief is turned into action. So these are the resources that we're left with to announce to the world that Jesus is God just as John's gospel has announced it to us. Next week, we shall start to look at what it means for Jesus as God to lay down his life for us on the cross and then gloriously to take it up again. The best of the gospel is still to come.